our final storyteller of the evening, and that's Connie Blick. Connie is a wife, mother, lover of vintage and rainbows. By day, she works at ISU as office manager in the School of Theater and Dance, and by night, she juggles family life, serves on the board at Heartland Theater Company, and is co-creator of Nomad Theater, an emerging theater company that produces original works in site-specific locations. Uh, one of those sites is going to be right here in March, March 5th, 5th and 8th. So stay tuned and make sure you come out and see that. Her take on January, January is the door to the year. Open it with fresh perspective. Join me in welcoming Connie Blick. Take these broken wings and learn to fly all your life. You were only waiting for this moment to arrive. It was 12 years ago when I was 24 years old that I had my first child, and I remember it like it was yesterday, probably because I have a picture of it uh, immediately after it happened. Um, I, I popped her out pretty quickly for a first-time mom, and I remember the doctor yelling at my boyfriend, who is now my husband, saying, come on, Dad, get your camera out. You're going to want to remember this moment forever. She was uh, our daughter, still blue and slimy. I hadn't even taken her first breath yet, and after the flash of the camera went off, uh, the doctor sucked out all of that goop, you know, with that little bulb thingy, and she took her first breath and cried. And uh, she just changed from blue to pink, all in an instant, from her head down to her lips, to her fingertips, swishing all the way down to her toes. Before I got pregnant, I really didn't know where I was going in my life. I didn't know my journey. Getting pregnant unexpectedly at 23 was sort of um, intimidating and scary. And I just, I just knew I, I didn't know how to define myself. But when that nurse handed our baby over to me and said, congratulations, mama, I was set. I could define myself now as a mom. I really loved being pregnant, crazy enough. Um, I loved just knowing and watching the way that my body grew in ways that I didn't even know that it was capable of doing. I, I felt magical. I mean, I was growing a human inside of my stomach. I mean, that was crazy to me at that age. I loved watching the way uh, the imprint of her foot would graze across my stomach, you know, when you press on it in a certain way. I remember loving the feeling of jumping a little bit when she would kick. I relished in every natural moment, uh, every natural change that my body underwent to, to house, house and, and nourish these babies inside this magical vessel that science calls a uterus. Little did I know that I would have to say goodbye to that magical vessel one day. Just last year, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer, and while that cancer is less invasive than others. That word, cancer, is still very, very scary. You have a lot of questions, um, unknown answers. This diagnosis would lead 
me to many hospital trips in Peoria where the only female gynecological oncologist practiced. Um, and granted, you know, the last time I was really ever in a hospital was when I had my second child six years before, so this was very different to me. The level of stress was 100%. <laughs> um, my wonderful supportive husband who came with me to every single hospital trip had a great idea to relieve some, some stress. And after uh, the hospital visit, we would go get a beer and a bite to eat at a place called Granite City Brewery right on the river in Peoria. It was new to us. We'd always seen it driving through. So we thought, okay, let's go. Let's, let's make this our thing. And after every visit, that's what we did. It was our ritual. Um, you know, we would usually have the same waitress every time. We'd get practically the same thing to eat every single time. It was our place to talk about the what-ifs and the why-me's the what could I have done's. It was a, a place for us to compile questions to ask the doctor for the next visit. It was a place that we could, you know, talk about how were we gonna tell our kids what was going on with me. It became a place, uh, a ritual, for us to feel like something was normal again, an escape, so to speak, from reality. It was about the fifth visit to the hospital that we would discover that part of my treatment would mean I would have to have a hysterectomy, and they would remove my uterus, my cervix, and my fallopian tubes. They would remove the very parts of me that uh, housed and developed the two greatest accomplishments in my life, my kids. And you know what pregnancy and a surgery like that don't tell you, really the doctors don't tell you is, um, you don't really know about the life-altering afters, right? You don't really know um, what could happen to you physically or emotionally. And I was not prepared for the emotionally. Life got very dark after that surgery. There were some days I didn't even want to get out of bed. Some days I couldn't even smile. And for those of you that know me, know that I am always smiling, so that was a little scary. I felt detached, disconnected from my own body, um, uninspired, pessimistic, ashamed, grieving. I was grieving these, these parts of me that were the makeup of my womanhood, and without these parts, I thought, I'm empty, and I felt empty. It would be the eighth visit to the hospital that we would find out that I had clear margins. The cancer was gone. And of course, that eighth visit would lead to the eighth visit to the restaurant. And while we were there, you know, when I should have been celebrating and being happy from this news, I, I, I just couldn't find the face to smile. I couldn't smile. I was incapable of smiling. I was still grieving my womanhood. Because for the past 11 years, what had defined me was being a mom. And if I didn't have these parts that made me a mom, I thought, who was I? And this, this restaurant, this, this place that was supposed to be our escape from reality, it just suddenly felt like I was trapped in it. I was trapped in mourning. The beer that I was drinking, it was just sort of a Band-Aid to uh, cover the grief that I was feeling. Underneath it, I didn't really feel like me. I felt lost. 
undefined. Our final visit to the hospital was a routine checkup, which of course would lead to our routine ritual visit to the cancer restaurant um, <laughs> where uh, we would go. And as we were pulling in to the parking lot, I noticed that it was unusually empty for that time of the day, and I saw a white sign on the door. And I used to work at a restaurant, so I had just thought like, okay, well maybe this sign is like, their credit card machines are down or their drains are clogged, because that happened all the time at the restaurant that I was in. Um, so I just popped out of the car and told my husband, it's cool, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go check it out. And as I walked up to the door and started reading the sign, it said, to all of our patrons, thank you for your patronage, we are permanently closing our doors. And I just thought, in my head, I go, no, this, this absolutely cannot be. We were just here the week before. This is the cancer restaurant. This is where we go after the cancer hospital to talk about cancer. This cannot be happening. We were just, we were just here. I had to read it twice. We have permanently closed our doors. This broke me but not in the way that you would think. I was standing there in front of this literal white sign that said, we have permanently closed our doors, but I was being presented with this woo-woo cosmic sign that was telling me, it's time to close your doors. Move on. It was this literal physical closing of the doors of that restaurant that somehow created this path for my metaphorical doors to close on the dark side of my recovery. Something came over me in that moment. Of course, this weight was lifted and my mind shifted and this was my eureka moment. This was my aha. Standing there in front of that sign, I didn't have to grieve anymore. I could be grateful instead to be alive and healthy. I got back in the car and my wonderful husband asked me, what did it say, what's going on? <laughs> They're closed forever. And I laughed. I laughed for the first time in a really long time. And as we, we drove away from that restaurant, to go find a new place to eat, I knew I could leave my grief at that door. Driving away to find a new place to eat meant driving into a new future. I took a picture of the sign on the door of that restaurant that day, and I think, um, you know, I want to remember it as vividly as I remember the day that my first daughter was born. Because on each of those days, something changed in me, and I found myself again. I think if it wasn't for that Eureka sign, if it wasn't for this literal sign on the door, it would have taken me longer, if at all, to realize that it isn't my parts that define me. I'm still a mother. I'm still a woman, and I'm still magical. Thanks.